Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We are on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Shoot him. Why did you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 342, covering season 2, episode 12 of Stargate Universe, Twin Destinies. And we have our loony Aussie who gets up at stupid o'clock to record with us. <laughs> Morning, guys. Welcome back, Brad. Good well, to be back. So, what time is it? Uh, 3 a.m. Idiot. <laughs> it was going to be worse. It was going to be 2 a.m., so I'm <laughs> glad we pushed that back an hour. Couldn't you have recorded it before you went to bed? Nah. Nah, because I have to be up early anyway, so I might as well get up an hour earlier and uh, get it done before I go to work. Yeah, okay. 5th of December was the last time we'd done this. It's been a while. I think that was the point. A month where we don't have to record anything. <laughs> there are pauses. There are my tendency to randomly emigrate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes that's just the way it goes. You get certain guests have a kind of a... A little mini splurge on, so we get them on regular for a while. Yeah. And it is good to see that pretty much everything this season's been booked out. Good to have some different voices on here and uh, some different thoughts about the series. Yep. I don't know if it's just because it Universe came last in the queue that, and we gradually got more and more people involved, but everybody seemed to uh, want to do an episode of Universe. Everyone seems to be upset it's ending, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of the great things about it. You know, a lot of people say, oh, Universe, it was dark, it was miserable, but... You've watched these episodes, there is a huge amount of humour. Mm, yep. Many fans of many shows cry out, it, you know, another season would have been fantastic. But uh, in this case, I think they would have been right. Universe got into its stride. Uh, the writers knew the characters, the actors knew the characters. But economics and uh, other troubles just got in the way. Yeah, interesting thinking of what a season three would even look like, especially some of the stuff that's started at the end of this season. Yeah, it would have been very interesting. But we'll get to that eventually. Uh, tonight's episode, as Alan says, is Twin Destinies. One of those episodes that the story's been done by other science fiction shows. It's, it is a bit of a trope, but it does come in handy for, as they said, when one rush isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> as if Robert Carlyle didn't have enough lines in a, in a regular episode. As if the ship needs a second one around. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been thinking about it now. I like the double meaning. Yeah. It's not exactly subtle. It's kind of hitting you over the head with a car hammer, but still. <laughs> First time around, did anybody really think this would lead to what it eventually did? No. No, I just thought it was one of those one-offs. We're going to tell, tell a little sci-fi story here and possibly show that, yes, we can, or no, we can't. Do the whole dial on the star, and that's this is where we leave it, because it's been one of those things over, especially season one, is let's get him a star and dial home. Well, no, that's not going to work. Yeah, you almost get the impression they were look, looking for a way to replenish the destiny you know they've got the shuttle back by some miraculous divine intervention <laughs> the ramifications of taking on the the drones left the destiny badly damaged 
And oh, as if by magic, we've got all these spare parts, all this other weaponry and everything, you know, proverbial rabbit out of the hat in a sci-fi way. Mm. But no, it, it led on to bigger and better things. Agreed. I had one of those moments you'd love to regret over the break in relation to watching a TV series. What was that then? So I thought it was a good opportunity to go through Netflix and have a look at some of those TV series I never got to watch. And um, oh, no, Siri, I wasn't talking to you. I found a little one called Ascension that I remember hearing about. Oh, yeah. That's all right. I'll go through the first season and it'll be all good and sort of get into it. Well, six episodes, okay. Season two mustn't be on Netflix yet. So <laughs> commit all the time to watch it, enjoy it, and feel, realize it was a failed miniseries. <laughs> yeah, it was like Child of Zen. Yeah, ending on a cliffhanger never to be resolved. <laughs> I never got around to watching it. Oh, yeah, it ends on a pretty big cliffhanger. Oh, right. Probably won't bother then. Yeah, and that's sort of after watching it, going, well, was that worth it? It was a really good show. The way it ends, it's sort of, all. <laughs> what do I do now? I suppose that it was in the same vein as the Battlestar Galactica miniseries. Yeah. If it was successful, then they'd spin it off to a series. They'd leave you wanting more. Yeah, but from memory, that was pretty self-contained, though. Yeah. I don't think it... Yeah. It dealt a story with a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Yeah, but you look at Ascension... Were you thinking what I was thinking was like, is this going to get renewed? Because bugger me, that looked expensive. I didn't know it wasn't renewed. It wasn't renewed? I didn't know. I thought it was. It's just got the six episodes in the miniseries. That's it. There's nothing else. Oh, well. There you go. So I've successfully obtained a 10-meter HDMI cable. Now we just need the other two bits. A TV and a computer. Something to put on a veranda. Yeah. A 10-meter power cord and a ceiling mount for a projector. I had last Friday off. Went to work this Monday, one Monday just gone, and I looked at where I work, and I went, okay, where's my, my extension power block gone? Because I had a big table running from this set of scales right to the other end of the work area, plugged into another socket. I found out that whoever came in and working in my area blew the damn power block up. <laughs> I have no idea how you do that. Was it one of those things where it's just a quiet whistle and they pick it under the, pick it under the shelf? You were trying to plug a radio in, and all of a sudden all the power in the building went. So, wow. Yeah. Good radio. Yeah, it must have been. When he said radio, did he actually mean guitar amp? <laughs> yeah, all the way to 11. Yeah. Yeah, like his IQ then. Probably, yeah. Or is it unduly complimentary, giving it double digits? <laughs> it's multiple well, trying to get in a new one. We sell electrical surge protection gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just go up and get one. Of course not. You have to. You have to root through accounts. Yeah. Who's seen one to fall off the forklift? Oops. <laughs> oh well, that's a right off. I should be grateful that my Twitter feed or the Gatecast Twitter feed isn't covered with uh, American politics. Now it's kittens playing American football. <laughs> I say I'm enjoying lemony snickets. That is just divine. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, he did. He did this Scottish sailor with the Sean Connery voice. What's hilarious. <laughs> is Patrick Warburton in Lemony Stickets or is that just for the advertising? Narrator, I think. Okay. <laughs> He's brilliant. Yeah. Just pops up at any time and starts telling you a bit of the story and saying, you really shouldn't be watching this. It's, it's very bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just leave the room and come back in a bit. <laughs> Wake up. Go to work. Work. Come home. Eat dinner. Rot your brain out. Go to bed. Lather. Rinse. Repeat.
Are you tired of an old humdrum life? Tired of things that just weigh you down and depress you? Wouldn't you rather just focus on things that are awesome? Tune into Nutty Bites. Find out what's awesome. Nutty Bites. Nimlas.org slash blog. Right, as per usual, we are going to be watching a Region 2 DVD rip of this episode. The runtime is 41 minutes, 41 seconds. We are all looking at a black screen with the counter set to zero. Alan will be doing his 3 to 1 countdown, and when he says clicky, we'll all press play and begin watching the episode. If you want to watch along with us, line in the episode up as you would and press play. If you are watching a PAL, Region 2 version, the sync should be perfect. If you're watching the NTSC version or maybe an iTunes HD version, you may have to pause every now and again. That runtime is a little bit longer. Right. I'm done with dinner, by the way. Ah, excellent. Brad's done with breakfast. <laughs> or have you had your breakfast yet? Nah, that'll happen later on the road. Right. <laughs> Are we all set then? Yeah. Indeed. Okay. A three, a doe, a hen. Clicky. I may be on the verge of discovering the true nature of Destiny's mission. Right. We're back to a slightly changed uh, beginning. I think they're going to stick with it for the rest of the season. Of course, it's going to be Rush all the time. Twin Destinies, Season 2, Episode 12 of Stargate Universe, Gatecast Episode 342. This episode was written by Brad Wright, his final writing effort for the Stargate franchise, uh-huh. and directed by Peter DeLuise. Aired in America and Canada, March the 14th, 2011, Germany, April the 14th, Sweden, September the 10th, Hungary, April the 17th, 2014. Surprisingly... No other episodes from shows of the same name. <laughs> so we've got to, got to talk about the uh, previously on. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, is good they updated the uh, intro. Here. It needed doing, didn't it? Yeah. Focusing a lot on Chloe and her miraculous intellect. Yep. Uh, so the results of the drone battle drone drone battle drones. Mm. Mm. The battle with the drones. Well, you can't repair it, right? With what? Doesn't sound very good, does it? No. Life support's down, the weapons are down, part of the shields are down, for a week at least. Now, if life support was our only problem, we might be able to figure something out. But there are dozens of systems on the brink of failure. They don't look very happy. Well, they're operating. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, look, an extra. You've got all the regular <laughs> cast and maybe one another extra in the background. Uh-huh. Practically no redundancy. Was it funny the first three times? I'm very tired. Okay, we know what the problems are. What are the solutions? Where's Eli? Is he still sulking? Operating the camera. Well, what I think we're trying to say... We make do as best we can and carry on with the mission. Oh, there he is. Hi, sir. Yeah, he's there. <laughs> you would have thought there'd be a keynote anyway for yeah. recording it for posterity's sake, unless Eli's finally... Giving up on posterity, yeah. Yeah. While Destiny recharges in a star. Oh, that's why. And for those that haven't seen the last two episodes, Telford's back. Look, Eli's solution, however brilliant, fails to consider the thousand things that could go wrong when attempting to open a wormhole in a star. I can show you the simulation. More to the point, it could cause the same kind of overload that happened on Icarus. Well, who cares if we're not even going to be here? Well, I do, Lieutenant. I don't want to see the ship blow up. <laughs> Come on, man. Nobody in their right mind would stay. You said you understood how important this mission was. I did. So what's changed? Yes. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, the ship was actually capable of fulfilling the mission mm-hmm. with a little bit of luck. Now they need a huge amount of luck. Well, fortunately for the people on this ship, the decision is not yours to make. Well, thankfully, it's not your bloody decision either. Rush. We can Ooh. get through this. They are just being defeatist. My first responsibility is the safety of these people. I'm sorry. 
Oh. Ooh. Now compare this to an argument these players would have had in the first season. Yeah. It is more restrained, it is more respectful, but still a lot of work, as Young <laughs> often said. Still no coffee for us. The commentary for this episode was Patrick Gilmore, Jennifer Spence and Peter Calamus. This is the first time Peter and Jennifer have seen this episode, and the first time... Did Robert ever do one? Uh, can't remember, to be honest with you. Since when? Just now. <laughs> Get up. Did he say why? Graves got orders, and he likes these orders. Mm. Okay, could you tell me where else I've been banned from? Save me wasting my time. Pretty much any place that you can push buttons. <laughs> a good soldier. Push buttons. <laughs> so, he, even the loo then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has got a network interface in the toilets. Is he going to follow him now? <laughs> Roughly 18 hours ahead, we assume to recharge. We, we should be ready. Oh, we've been ready for a long time. I'm ready. I just got here. I can only imagine what it's like for you. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably want more than 18 hours warning to set this very dangerous procedure up. Mm. Even if they've done all the simulation work. Is this a Rodney McKay level of arrogance from Eli? I think after Gin, Eli, yes, he nearly went off the deep end and rushed pulled him back. But he is getting a little bit more, uh, I don't know, less what to call it. Mm. You should know Eli is using the stones right now to run his calculations by the best people on earth. They'll tell him what I told them. The work is brilliant, but what works on paper does not necessarily work within a star. Well, Eli said that he's taken that into consideration. Eli is not an astrophysicist. Yeah, there are a lot of variables when you're in a star's atmosphere. Yeah, heat. (laughs) Solar flares, conditions that make events unpredictable by any mathematics. Especially when your shields are not exactly in prime condition. Possibly. But what happens the moment that wormhole's been established is anybody's guess. That's a smug look on Delphi's face. He's out of his freaking mind, you know that. (laughs) (laughs) So, what are you asking us to do? Let me talk to the crew. At least some of them understand how important it is to remain on this ship. Nobody is going to agree to that. You say you've no choice but to leave. I have no choice but to stay. Yeah, you do realise, Rush, that you talking to the crew is only going to make people want to leave more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Remember. Stay on the ship with me. Yeah. Uh, What was the worst thing about this journey? Aliens? uh, Lucian? No, Rush. (laughs) Yeah, all those those pressures are outside the ship. We've got one big one in here and a few. We don't want to be here anymore. Thank you. That took a lot of pride swallowing by Rush to actually say that he needs Jung by his side. Mm. You're not serious. I think he is. You need the blame hand. Give him the chance. You have got absolutely nothing to lose. And if people want to stay, and it's their choice. We've run the simulation a dozen times. It works. Oh, hello. <laughs> Dr. Lee. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Bill Dow's final appearance on Stargate in a very interesting cameo. Yeah, well, don't tell him I said this, but he's arguably the smartest person I've ever met. Oh. <laughs> you all right? I'm fine. I'm back. What do they say? Well, that would have been awkward, couldn't it? <laughs> Did he hear it or not? Who was the smartest person you were just talking about? Einstein. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he heard it. <laughs> Einstein. Yeah, he was, was pretty smart. <laughs> really? You were young to have met Einstein. This is Peter, stand-up comedian and improviser at work. <laughs> well done. Brody has such dry humour, though. Oh, look, Sleeping Beauty. 
the effects back. A great alarm clock, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I only went to lay down two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I think these people have already made up their mind. You have some convincing to do. Hey, TJ, can you give us a minute? Can you keep this ship flying? Yeah, with help. Then I need to know an absolute minimum number of personnel you need to do it. All of them. Well, as many as yeah. possible, obviously. I need a number. Why? I'll say a dozen. Plus you and me? Plus you and me. That stopped him. Did I know he was going to say 12? It seems to be a very critical number in human history, doesn't it? <laughs> I wonder if it's based on the Talmud. Which is? Jewish book. Yeah, what is it? I need both of you on the bridge. I don't have time for this just now. David, we're just going to talk to the crew. Can you wait? Negative. Get up here. Trust me. No, we have time. Yeah. Time they might need to decide. Keep everyone here. We'll be right back. Uh, sure. Cryptic. Yeah, we're on the verge of going home. Now we've got to go and look at something. Yeah, because I'm just as petite blonde and I can keep everyone here. <laughs> yeah, she's a lieutenant. Yes, you should be able to keep everybody there. Uh, that's a shot that made Mike happy. Destiny picked it up when it turned towards us, and then we got the radio broadcast. From who? You. <laughs> okay, who's pulling whose leg? I don't understand. Neither do we. And Peter's, Deloise's trademark, the flared lighting. Wait for what? They are making good use of external lighting, though. <laughs> okay, we're going to get a second shuttle now. <laughs> <laughs> no more, please. We've got no more docking ports. Yeah. We have to start telling and be honest in a minute. Rush should probably think they are pulling his leg here. It's a subspace broadcast, and beyond the fact that it sounds exactly like Rush, I can tell that that's our shuttle. And it's on an intercept course. Even though, according to this, the shuttle is still docked with Destiny. Yeah, as you said, the one we didn't have a couple of weeks ago. So let's go with it. This is not the most miraculous thing we've seen so far. Have we responded yet? No, not yet. Oh, best not to keep me waiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the two Rodneys again. Hello, this is also Dr. Nicholas Rush. How can we be of assistance? Yeah, this is convenient timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Colonel Young. Dr. Rush is sitting right next to me. But yes, obviously we've just spoken. The only reasonable explanation is that somehow I've come back through time. Reasonable explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Delvin, you've, you've been on a ship for a month or so with aliens. Go with it. And we're supposed to just take your word for this? Shortly after we dropped out of FTL, Colonel, you asked me for a number. I told you ten plus two. Two expressions on two faces. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no wonder you got your doctorate. Is that true? Did you just have that conversation? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Rush asking for assistance, though? I mean, he's probably never docked the shuttle before. Mm. Or even piloted it. So have they stopped ship, or is it still on its way to the star? I imagine it's, you know, sublight just cruising in. Yeah. Yeah, we all were. All of a sudden, I can't wait to see my kid. Wow. Gosh, and I thought the... Hardest thing was going to be introducing you to my mom. Okay, that makes me more nervous than going through the dang gate. Hey, when we get back, we're, we're all still going to hang out, right? Oh, we forget Eli is still just a youngster, really. Yeah. Along the lines of Fridays. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. You're going to get nationed to McMurdo. You're going to Iraq. You're going back to... <laughs> what was that? I heard the thunk. Oh, sorry. I hit the keyboard. They'll ask you, Eli. 
you'll be right up there with the other SGC brainiacs like Dr. Jackson and Colonel Carter and uh, go on. What's that guy's name? Kept staring at you. Ugh. McKay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who kept staring at you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Join up with Greer. Head to shuttle bay two. Okay, we've got everybody together, yeah. and now we're all all leaving one by one. They'll get that suspicious. That was a confused expression, Shuttle Bay 2. <laughs> Textbook landing. He's landed that remarkably smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> you would have thought there'd be some automation, surely. Yeah, I think we've discussed that before. Automated landing. Open it. Don't shoot. Ask questions first, please. Yeah, I know it's Rush, and I know you figure you got a spare so you can shoot this one, but you can't. <laughs> Get him! Get him! He's gonna try and kill you all! Do it. Oh, he's gone, he's gone. What in the hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly, Gray. <laughs> I bet Rush is actually embarrassed for himself. <laughs> that was pitiful. Tell them to go back to their rooms. This is going to be a while. Yeah. <laughs> Standing. If anyone wants me, I'll be in my room. Yeah, that is pretty. Oh, they said in the commentary, when they do a crowd scene like that, they normally take the whole day to record it. So people tend to line up with a friend so they can talk. Peter Kalamath says he looks for a seat. <laughs> <laughs> and at which point you somehow went back 12 hours in time no no that, that would have to happen inside the star the ship itself must have passed very near a solar flare in the exact moment we locked the 9 chevron address temporal event like we've seen cause time travel through wormholes yep that is in line with what we know how the stargate can work in the temporal field Bow made well, brilliant use of it. Mm. What are you smiling at? Well, you should know. Nice. Hey, Robert looks at Young's out. I see what you mean now. <laughs> That's the spirit. It can't fail a second time, surely. Nah, try, try again. No, 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 wait a second. She's right. Just because it went wrong the first time wait, around. Wait, isn't it the same time again? No, not entirely. We'd end up with two of us staying behind next time. If we kept going long enough, we'd send up an entire crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but who'd be in charge? You'd get I nothing just, done, would you? I could just see him Jack Sparrow on a cross ship <laughs> trying <laughs> to keep things going. Just, nah. I'll say it doesn't. Plus you and me. Not going to work. What? Flashback? Yeah, yep. yeah. That's why they've changed the picture. That is Kino style. Yeah, look, I've written down most of what I intend to say. If you've got anything you might want to add. So I'll speak when you're done. But just so we're clear, if we don't get the ten volunteers... We will. Another one-on-one between Rush and Young. Totally unexpected if you were only watching the first season. You were true to your word, Colonel. You stood alongside me. Ladies and gentlemen, if I could have your attention, please. Dr. Rush would like to say a few words. I mean, this whole speech is worth listening to. This was filmed in real time, but we only get to see, you know, after the edit... Yeah. So there's a lot of nuances we miss. Oh yes, perhaps that's a, an overstatement. But we are at least shipmates. <laughs> Pause by you. Yes, <laughs> I accept that nobody really likes me, but <laughs> bear with me. Yeah. This is serious for Rush. He is totally invested in destiny. Mm. Also share the hope of going home. It is a fact 
that the conditions inside the star bode very poorly for the sustained viability of a wormhole, and I owe it to you all to tell you that. Still trying to scare people and get on with this. Thank you. <laughs> See, he's not a comedian. He'd have something to come back on. Did not devote the efforts of an entire generation to build this ship on a whim. That is a very good point. Over a million years ago. I'm, I still can't buy a million years. I'm sorry. Too long. 100,000. I'll give you that. Yeah. We don't have the tolerance of these materials. No, I'm, I'm sorry, but a million years is ridiculous. If it was sitting under an airtight shield on a planet for a million years, I'd accept that. But not flying through space. No. Who knows how close we are to finding it? How close we are to learning, in the ancient's words, the destiny of all things. Well, it could be the. Up to an equivalent of, I'll be there in five minutes. In which stars that will happen? Or even how that will change our view of the universe? Oh, Becker, we haven't seen him for a while. Hmm. Maybe you're off filming someone else? Probably. Jeffrey Bauer Chapman, although he ends up making 19 appearances in the show. Most of them were in the first season when he was the uh, chief cook and bottle washer, dishing out the gruel. That's it, Rush. Keeps weighing him. Make destiny great again. Did we have to do that? <laughs> Stop pulling out the little badges, vote one for us. I ask you to come with me. This is great from Young. I, uh, I believe that those of you who, who want to go home deserve that chance. But I joined Stargate Command for a reason. So I too am willing to stay aboard. You know, he's saying this mission is why we joined Stargate Command. It wasn't necessarily to be on board Destiny, but it was to take this journey, an adventure. So I am asking those of you who want to be here to please step forward. And maybe never get back. Well, it helps him because he's got nothing to return to. Start going through the personal files and seeing who's got, I don't know, agree, you get over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. I made a note each one. Greer were coming down. Well, that's duty, isn't it? It's Colonel staying, he's going to stay. Volker, pure science. This is, this is, he's never going to get a better job than this. Yeah. TJ's sense of duty again. And the fact that she might start buffing young again. Chloe, I think, because if she goes back to Earth, she's going to be experimented on for God knows how long. Yeah, or draw the aliens back there. One of the two. Got because of Chloe, James probably because of Scott. Varro, he can't go back to Earth. And Eli, look who is watching, he's looking at Rush all the time. Mm. You can't do this without me. I know that. Our goal was to investigate the ninth Chevron address, and you've done that. Now, I do not deny that there once was a mission, but if it was as important as Rush claims it to be, they sure as hell couldn't expect us to do it. So was Eli. Eli pushed Telford over to responding. I don't know why Telford is so insistent, though. If these people want to stay, fine. If they'll help you in getting the rest of the people home, then go for it. I've got a good mind to try to take you all back by force. Good luck with that. <laughs> yep. Jamil had no end of trouble coming out with that line. He was fluffing it up time and time and time again. It should have been a light to see you dry. Everything we carry with us becomes a projectile in a nine Chevron transit, so we are going home with the clothes on our backs, nothing more. That's going to cause a problem later. Probably, yeah. But it seems that a radio signal does not reach across a nine Chevron connection. So I'll go first to warn them that we're on our way. Interesting question. Do you go first or do you go last? Two at a time. Eli, are we ready? Yeah, the program's all set. When we get to the store, 
I'm mm. holding the key note because we couldn't spare the CG to show it closing. <laughs> All those beautiful outside shots gobbled up the budget. Fifteen minutes, people. And we go home. And fifteen minutes after that, you were dead. Yeah, so so much for the plan. Hell. If all those people stayed aboard, why were you the only survivor? I told you there was an overload. It doesn't matter. We have a second chance now. <laughs> She's living in dreamland. She really wants to get home. <laughs> there is no way that Rush would know exactly what went wrong. That's the whole point. It, it's chaos theory. You dialed the ninth Chevron, and it worked. We made the connection. Power. Yeah. And when we've seen Destiny go in different stars, different spectral classes, it's interesting that that becomes very important later on in the season. Mm. That was an orange one. We have power, it's working. Chevron 9 is locked! Really, why are people standing so close to the bloody coach? Seriously? Go, go, go. Wait three seconds. Not all at once, but oh, we've seen that before, haven't we? Oh. Uh. No, no, wait, wait! Stop! What is it? The wormhole is unstable. See for yourself. Or shut it down. I can't. One of the mains blew out. My program can't compensate. We'll have to configure the power levels on the fly. Yes, Eli, that's what I'm doing. I've almost got it. Everybody stand by! You know, you have to look at the control panel. Look at the event horizon. Hmm. Got holes in it. It's as stable as we're gonna get. Okay, go! 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 <laughs> you can see they're going to rush it, can't you? Yeah. This is not an orderly evacuation. Remember what happened when we got here? Um, what happened the one at the time? <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> I don't think they listened to Russia's speech. <laughs> no. We can't stay ahead of this. We're losing her. That's it, everyone. We're going through. Let's go. Right, you heard him. Let's go. Come on. How are they going to be done by now if they're going to get three second intervals? <laughs> I assume they'd be able to override the refueling sequence and just kind of stabilize themselves for a bit. Eli, get the hell out of here! Right. I can't maintain a stable connection and I'll give you at the same time, but please go. Go! They have to be flying through the sun to actually collect the plasma. Well, now they're above it again. Ooh. Why aren't more people intelligent like me? I'm so lonely, so lonely, so lonely and sad, real alone. There's no one, just me only, sitting on my rental phone. I work really hard and make up great plans, but nobody listens. No I am so sorry, but I couldn't resist. It just seemed so fitting, the visuals and the situation Russ found himself in. And they were talking about this scene, which actually wasn't shown. Major Peterson, again, we haven't seen him for a season. Rush walks forward into the gate room, and of course, all the people are still there. Hmm. And he had to do this whole sequence where he falls to his knees and starts crying. 
<laughs> and the rest of the cast are all there watching him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get out of a good actor. Yeah. Oh, this is this is why he was so angry. And you were the only one who made it through the house. That's probably Area Fifty One's greatest achievement. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> He'll probably get a medal. Yeah. Mm. Jennifer was admiring the way Mike's muscles mm-hmm. stretched to the t-shirt. <laughs> What's happening? Some funky, funky stuff, man. And they were making fun of Jennifer, or at least the character. When Peter first filmed one of the first season episodes, he talked to the cast, and, you know, who do you think you'd like to pair off with? You know, story ideas. Both Patrick and Peter looked at Jennifer and... <laughs> Send everyone to their quarters. Understood. That's the lieutenant's definition of understood when he's talking to a colonel. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but I'll do what you want. You made the right decision. Yeah, I'm in bloody time. I want to use the stones to confirm his story. Well, we've never used a stone inside a star, and I don't think he knows the time to start it. But I'll tell you what, you can go talk to yourself once we're safely on the other side. <laughs> safely? I think now we all need to be on the bridge. Oh, well. At least they'll have someone to engage in a decent conversation. Oh, come on, what's the worst that could happen? Can't they just delay and go half an hour later? Once the flare's gone? <laughs> uh, probably a decent conversation. Oh, that look. Did Once Upon a Time do a mid-season break after 10? Yes. Did they resume yet? No. Right, because I want more Nicholas Rush or an equivalent. But we're close enough to get a decent look at it. I like the angle. Yeah. No blowing up. Uh, she's dead in space, though. Yeah. Look, bits. We can raid the ship. Just me, or does that back thing remind you of a ghoul pyramid? Yeah. From that angle. I mean, I wonder, is that deliberate? You wouldn't know where these little subtle details come in with the prop master. A wonderfully slow green screen CGI tracking shot. Ever for the grace of God, huh? Oh, uh, back. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Everybody on that ship died because of me. Oh, you're a big lie. Well, they didn't. They went through the gate. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> How can you argue the fact that they all died when they're standing next to you? What? The damage is confined mostly to the engineering spaces. The main living compartments look intact. So? You got an idea. Oh, and this is ridiculously funny. Out of the way! Out of the way! Move, move, move! Libel moment. Ding, 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 ding. Where's he going? You just said it was falling back toward the star. Well, that was me, actually. Okay. <laughs> can argue about it. It might be worth the risk if we can salvage ammunition, food, supplies. That's not what he's talking about. Well, what is it? Spare parts. I had the same idea. I ran the whole way, too, so... Yeah, a radio. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, bugger. I had this great idea, and now I just look like an idiot. <laughs> you get a good boy. Yeah. We can arrange a shot after the L jump. Use the stargate. It's the same gate. Can it dial itself? I don't see why not. A short FTL jump. Don't they damage the engines? And weren't they wanting power? Yeah. Or have they already been... Oh, they've been... They've refueled, they? yeah. So the energy was... Eli and me. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's start putting together a list. Yeah. I'd like to lead the team over there. I should go as well. I'm the only one who knows which systems were affected by the overload. Listen, Rush, I don't even know if that's what I should call you. Well, it is my name. It painted number one and number two on the red. <laughs> back. You don't gotta do this. The man wants to help, Everett. Let him help. We're gonna need all hands for this. 
grab everything, basically. Here's the battle. <laughs> yeah, I get the fuel and the food and that, but I don't get the parts. Here's the I get battle, the fuel. Here's the battle. <laughs> yeah, I get the fuel and the food and that, but I don't get the parts. If the parts are damaged on one destiny, they're going to be the same parts damaged on the other one as well. It's not. Yeah, but the parts are redundant as well. Yeah, it might depends how many or how badly. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Now Peter pointed out in the commentary that he's holding these devices upside down because <laughs> when they first held them up, they looked rather phallic-like and a certain massage-like oh. device that the woman yeah. would use. Oh. <laughs> and there was a white one and a black one. And everybody had a good laugh. We also have to get our hands on the other repair robot and shield emitter relays. We'll get everything on the list. Yeah, you got five minutes, go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, supermarket dash, isn't it? Yeah. Get your trolley and just run through as fast as you can. Dangerous, but make no mistake. We need to salvage these things if we are going to survive. Uh, go. As Eli noticed, there's another redhead on board. Step back. What, what do they... Oh, I suppose they're testing for atmosphere. Yeah. What exactly are they going to find? Health still running around? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another rush draped across the control panel. It's getting hot already, but the air is still breathable. Call it a green light. Let's move. That's it. Nice and slow. Personally, I call it a number light. You know, proceed with caution. Yeah. By the looks of it, and that's pretty much all the crew going over to the other destiny. That's a pitiful alarm. Have we heard that alarm before? No, we haven't. Form into your teams and stand by. That's the alarm to say that the alarm's broke. <laughs> okay, I'm reading power and life support in both the bridge and control interface room. 40 minutes till the shield fails. And that's the time we have. Lieutenant, that means your team heads straight to the armory. Got it. You know your assignments, let's go! Now the problem, of course, is that the people have already cleared the quarters out. Otherwise, it would have been easy to grab new clothes and whatnot. Yeah. Although, they'll tell they'll take enough and with them, so it should all still be there. 40 minutes? No, that's not too bad. You can do a lot in 40 minutes. Yeah. And be careful. What, what the hell <laughs> do you think I'm going to do? As long as you can get the widgets out of the wall pretty easily. Yeah. Grab the spacesuits as well. Yeah, definitely. Actually, if I was there, I'd put one on. <laughs> <laughs> you realise how big this ship is. Someone should report to Homeworld Command. Explain what's been going on. Well, you go ahead. And when you're back, you can explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you must think we're all dead. Didn't happen. Yeah, it did. Not to us, Eli. You can say anything you like. Tell me to take one timeline at a time, but if Rush wasn't sent back by a freak of physics, we'd all be dead by now. If you start worrying about what happens in the multiverse, you'll never get any sleep. Yeah. Yeah, ask Daniel. <laughs> Dare we even ponder the fact that all the, maybe there could have been another time-travelling story in here where they made Destiny but it didn't wake up. It <laughs> done the whole Atlantis <laughs> flooding thing. <laughs> Guns ammo. Very useful. Also said how different it was running onto a very familiar set with... Uh, Totally different lighting. Hmm. we try to get that alarm off? At what, at what point do you just start grabbing monitors and ripping them off the console? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the way these keyboards are set up, and this chair is just the right height for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, you cut back later when they were going back pretty gate. Someone's dragging the command chair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't oh, need that. <laughs> I want it for my quarters. Whoa. Ow. Guess we're not going in there. That's why you hire actors who were former stuntmen. Yep. <laughs> They're not worried about doing a stunt like that. Well, he does have sort of stuntman shape, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He, he was a professional, you know, a Canadian football league player. Professional stuntman. Then moved full-time into acting. His resume is huge. Because it's in the walk with no heavy lifting? Could be. So this must be pretty weird for you two, huh? Yes. Let's hope they're not pulling anything that's required to dial the gate again. Yeah. Half the ones I'm pulling are burnt out from the overload. I'll tell you what we can get. Go get your CO2 nodes. We need to breathe, too. Penhall, you with me? Shout out there to Officer Doug Penhall, who was Peter DeLuise in 21 Jump Street. Get back to the Stargate. Quickly as you can. Go! Ask that of a military man. Go on, then. <laughs> it's hot, huh? And just make sure that any of the shield images they take are not actually active at the moment. They might be running a little hot. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Oof. Get back to the gate room. Double time. How are we doing? We eat tonight. Excellent. Get out of here. Pack it up. Woohoo! Double portions of kale tonight, folks. Well, it's got to be said, apart from weapons and ammunition, the medical supplies are going to be a godsend. Ooh, what have they found? Something good? What do you think? I think it's not on the list. Well, neither are lamps, but I bet you bring a lot of them. Double the amount of weapons we can bring online. Do we even have time for this? Colonel, we've come across a piece of equipment that could significantly increase our weapons capability, but we're up against the clock. For that, we should risk it. But once he agrees with me... Can't you just rip it off? <laughs> Look, I'll go and I'll bring back the proper tools. Be careful not to touch the damage, man. But a thousand volts running through that. Do you think I might know that? Oh, I'm a sarcastic bleeder, he's thinking. Well, that looks like a very complicated piece of machinery, but I can't help but see that the base of those tubes seem to look a lot like the lamps. Didn't mean to sneak up on you. Oh, of course it was Telford. Yeah. Who else? The others took the parts we had back to the gate room. My younger self is coming back to help, but I don't want to wait for him. You don't trust him either, huh? So what went wrong? Yeah. Boom, boom. What exactly is kept in the wings of destiny? More accommodation? I mean, the ship probably... Could carry a crew of three or four hundred. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at you know the main tower must be close on fifteen levels. Obviously, there must be huge plasma storage chambers. Seems to be wiggling. It does a bit, doesn't it? It looks like a three-phase power plug. <laughs> this lighting gives their expressions an interesting. Owned. All made it home, but you did something. This is not the time. Buy them some time. Oh, and there's not a single person left alive to connect. Get your hands off of me! You're the coward. You're the one that didn't believe in the mission. You're the one that killed them. Yeah. That's holding a grudge. Nice touch. He went on ranting as Telford oh. crying. Don't touch him. <laughs> You're supposed to grab a piece of wood. Oh, there's no pieces of wood on the Destiny, is there? <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, breakers have gone. Uh, 
Well, nice to have known you, Telford. <laughs> On the bright side, he can remove the thing now. Yeah, but will it still work? There's <laughs> a deck in the air filter. <laughs> they went to a lot of trouble to fill that up. Yeah. It is. Hey, Rush, where's your other... Uh... I suppose something for the weapons. There's no time. Still time. I'm just going to block that hill. All right, I'll go with you. Dial the gate. Keep it open for us. TJ, get these people out of here. Was there any particular reason not to have the gate active all the time? Yeah, power maybe. They're going back. Good. fast. I wasn't finished reporting, but when Colonel Telford found out that we were still here, he insisted that he be allowed to use the stones to switch to someone. Preferably himself. That's weird. Oh, that's why he went off the handle. Survivor's guilt. Ah, so that was Telford from Earth? Yeah. Ah. I mean, I've watched this episode this weekend. That didn't click at the time. Oh, it just clicks now. That's why you can yeah. kill one, because we still have the other one on Earth. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rush is upset because of what, what he thinks the other Rush has done. Well, now, that's going to make that a lot easier to explain. It's okay, it's not our right. It wasn't our Telford. <laughs> Future Telford. When you can actually explain someone dying by saying it's not actually our Telford. Yeah. <laughs> you know your timeline's getting a little bit corrupted. Not that it makes it any better. Yeah, show me the body. You saw the bloodshot eyes, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got a close-up when uh, it was actually frying. I'm guessing those contacts were painful because they keep on showing them. <laughs> they might have just, just done a little bit of CGI work on it for the short time it was used. Yeah, maybe, yep. I mean, it's only just got cheap enough to do full-time for a show like Defiance. He's right beside me. I don't know where the other one is. I do. Hey, 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 Rush! Sir, Rush just ran off on me. Let him go. Sir. You only have a few minutes before the shield fails. Let him go. That is an order, Lieutenant. I like this. He knows exactly where his other self has gone. Where would he go? There's no way back for him. Why not take the ultimate step? Become one with a dying ship. Yeah, well, that's it. He knows. If you interface with the ship completely, there is another level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he's got nothing to lose. It was an accident. And that's it. Rush totally believes that Telford's dying was an accident, but he's got this little niggle that he might have had something to do with destiny being twinned. I told you what happened. They've come a long way from simple split screen, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so now you're trying to decide whether or not to sit in that chair. Or wouldn't you in my place? They did some nice doubling work in Atlantis. But if you want to talk uh, really epic stuff, then Battlestar, when they did three or four different characters all with duplicates in one scene, that was truly awesome work. We don't have much time. All time's relative. Just proved that, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. You could have a lifetime inside the machine in space by heartbeat. I need your help. Push the button. <laughs> Drill into my brain. Yeah. Maybe get an echo of a future headache. I wonder if Rush B actually is a bit envious of Rush A, of what he's going to learn in these few seconds. Thank you. Goodbye. That is still very very draconian looking. Yeah. It's going to get cold in here, you might want to get out. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's good that the uh, air conditioning in this room is still working. Mm. <laughs> the rest of the ship's falling apart. Well, the mist comes down. Maybe the mist just dissolves him. Flame guns, sparks, keep running, <laughs> keep running, Robert, don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> As we see Rush sitting in the chair, the destiny falls back into the star and, and vaporises. Because we can never have two. <laughs> Welcome. And I love the fact that this scene is so reminiscent of another. Rush gulping down the water. Nicholas? Yeah. Where's the other Rush? He told Scott you knew where he went. I was wrong. I went looking for him. Couldn't find him. Well, maybe uh, he decided to go down with the ship. <sighs> Doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> must be pleased about one thing. What's that? Well, we can, we can fix the ship. Get on with the mission. Again, young. You know, just at the back of his mind. God, this has worked that? out rather well for us. Yeah. Get on with the mission. You know... The whole convenience. Yeah. Incredibly elaborate. How could he have arranged this? I think you can say that Rush is either the most devious and cunning man in the history of the human race, or he's just bloody lucky. And they're leaving it there, because that's very much it. What? You've got to draw. You pretty much got to draw your own conclusions, aren't you? We've seen that Rush can be very duplicitous, duplicitous, if he wants to be, planting evidence, arranging people to do certain little tasks that lead to something bigger. But I cannot see how he'd, he'd be fast enough, even Rush, clever enough to realise this jumping through a solar flare with a wormhole could take the whole ship back in time. A bit too complex. Really? Come on. Rush is kind of the guy who does the Times Complex crossword in 30 seconds when he's sitting on the loop. I, no, <laughs> I don't think Sam Carter could have done it in the time allotted. It's possible Rush, uh, at the risk of offending every fan we have listening, it's possible that Rush is cleverer than Sam? No. Fair enough. Because Eli managed to do something Rush incapable of. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's neuroplasticity. Okay then, folks, that was Twin Destinies. Now, interesting, will it follow time and just end there and we don't get anything about it in the future? Mm. We've got... <laughs> <Come> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, we got two brand new shuttles. Uh, yes. Let's do some space fighting. Probably could have done with that the, you know, the other week, but uh, never mind. Can't really argue the point, but they've got uh, new plant stock, new weapons, new ammunition, lots of spare parts. Yeah, the point is, have they only got enough spare parts to bring the ship back up to the slightly battered state it was in before the drones came <laughs> along and baked seven shades of hell out of it? They did say they were going to go after that other repair robot. Yeah. That would make a big difference. If they got two of them working on the hull. Yeah, because we've seen already they're repairing the big greenhouse structure, if you want to call it a greenhouse. We don't know how, but it's, it's, it's fixing it. <laughs> I suppose it's got to be more capable than welding some bits of metal together. Got to be able to fabricate, you know, other elements as well. You would yeah, have thought. Yeah, well, that's it. It's got to produce materials to repair. Yeah. If the seed chips can, you know, manufacture gates on the fly, because I'm pretty sure they don't set out with a set number of gates. Mm. They may do. I suppose it's possible. Well, we're saying somewhere incomplete on yeah. the seed chip. Yeah, that's right. Can't destiny make seed chips? I wouldn't have thought so. The sea ship is about half the size of Destiny. Well, quarter the size. 
it's probably pushing the self-sufficiency of the destiny so you can actually build ships well maybe when a x number of hundred thousand years ago no million <laughs> yeah million <laughs> Maybe we're a full crew. Who knows? Perhaps there are workshops in uh, some of the areas they've not explored or the areas are, you know, locked off because they're damaged hull. Mm-hmm. Droids, we might get the hull back. Maybe. Yeah, that's a Lance all over again. We know we can build ZPMs here somewhere. We just haven't found the room to do it. <laughs> <laughs> One thing it's always said about Star Trek, they, gl- they do tend to gloss over a lot of things like that. They need a new shuttle. They've got a new shuttle. We've only got so many photon torpedoes. Well, no worries, we can we can always replicate some more. Fairness to track generally, with the exception of Voyager, they had entire manufacturing hubs in Starfleet and they could get resupplied. Voyager did go on about lack of resources and things. They didn't touch on it too heavily. Fortunately, the holodecks had their own independent power supply, so they never ran out of energy for that. Mm. <laughs> okay then, Peter DeLuise, the director of this episode. 56 episodes of SG-1, 6 of Atlantis, and 7 of Universe. Also directed Sanctuary, R.L. Steins, Parked, Dark Matter, and Wing Calls the Heart. Brad Wright, as I said, his final writing assignment for the show he created. He wrote 18 episodes of SG-1, 3 of Atlantis, and 6 of Universe, as well as Stargate Continuum. Created and wrote for Travellers. He also wrote for The Outer Limits, Highlander, Neon Rider, and Poltergeist, The Legacy. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Hello, Alan Mike and the Gatecast listeners. Brady from Australia once again with some feedback for this week's episode, Deliverance. It's been a few years since I've done an on-the-road recording, so I hope the noise or the background noise is too loud for you. Deliverance. My mind, the ship has been banged up, hasn't it? We pretty much got our asses handed to us in this one. Interesting to see how the drones work, command ships. A logical idea grabbing one of the smaller drones. Confirmation that they're all different sizes, which I suppose, um, if you're going to have a fleet of these little buggers, why don't you have them at just different sizes, different capabilities, different firepower? Yet I don't know with them floating around space, if you touch them with your bare hand when you got them on board the ship, you'd think there'd be some traces of radiation or anything like that on the hull of the drones. I think that all just got radiation poisoning from touching it. You'd see any blipping dot that I suppose they spent a bit on the rest of the CG in the, these last two episodes, so having the seed ship blow up is going to be another expense, one-off expense they probably didn't justify in showing it. Sends word to the other aliens, they come on the scene, get their asses handed to them as well. I suppose now we've taken away the threat of Chloe doing something she shouldn't on the bridge and she's got to keep the knowledge and her math brain in one piece, so... I suppose that's win-win for us, and we uh, jump away into another system. Hopefully that's the end of the drone menace. Dun, dun, dun. So that's been my feedback on Deliverance. I'll talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for the -the on-the-road feedback, Brad. Much appreciated, as always. And yeah, now they've dealt with the drone menace, it's plain sailing until the end of the season. (laughs) If anybody else wants to get in touch with us, then you can do so via many, many ways. You can contact us via email, gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Google+. Just do a search for Gatecast. On Twitter, we are at the Gatecast, which is one word. And of course, our official website, gatecast.co.uk. We also carried on Stitcher Internet Radio and iTunes. And we have an RSS feed, which lists every episode we've released so far. 
that can be copied and pasted into a podcatcher. All the links are on the website. Look forward to hearing from you. And now back to the show. Next week, we are going to be looking at the episode Alliances, where we finally get the Illusion Alliance payoff after so, so, so long. (laughs) (laughs) So much time dripping that one out. Yes, it was. Welcome back, David. What the hell happened? That's going to take some explaining. What's going on here? We think there might be a bomb on board, and you have to get the hell out of there. What you're saying is if we stay here much longer, we could die. No, we're dead already. Stargate Universe. Any final thoughts on the episode? That oh, was very good. I'm Interesting, too, being Brad Wright's last draw it He's normally around for these big setup episodes and see where it's going to go in the future. Again, questions. It's like that episode where they got the guys coming back, where they got the shuttle. Your man, from the timeline they showed, he wasn't actually dead when the bright, shiny light came along, but we never see him again. So he may not be someone who dies, just been vanished. So again, questions, not answers. Don't make a habit of it like something like Lost did. Yeah. Lost, like BSG, painted itself into a corner and pulled some... That whole... They did a Bobby Ewing. (laughs) Not quite that bad. (laughs) I remember the jokes that were floating around the sign. Terrible dream last night, really. Yeah, it lasted a season and a half. Right. We'll also give credit to uh, Michael Cond and Dan Pelchat. They were the two actors who were doing the doubles work for all the fancy rush split screen work. Not just mocap. Yeah. Also, on the commentary, I meant to mention this, when they were talking about Telford being electrocuted, Patrick started off, said he got electrocuted when he was younger. Peter said uh, he licked a battery once. (laughs) (laughs) They know how Telford was feeling. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jennifer just, you know, went, oh, after him, she was probably wondering what the hell she's doing. (laughs) Jennifer's like, uh, man. Yeah, probably. They were in the writing room of the show. They were surrounded by uh, folders full of SG-1 scripts. Hmm. So there are probably some lucky fans out there who've got their hands on them. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Stargate goodies, uh, we sent off the uh, prize draw winner pack to Sarah up in the Isle of Barra in Scotland. I sent it through uh, the company I work for, so it went by Next Day FedEx. It still hasn't arrived. <laughs> <laughs> when did you send it? Uh, the 30th of January. I ended up ringing FedEx up. They confirmed they got the parcel, and it was up at Inverness. They gave me the number of their office up in Inverness. I rang Inverness. They said, yeah, we give the parcel off to uh, a local third-party courier. Rang them, said, yeah, uh, the weather's been bad. The ferries haven't been running. (laughs) You know, tweeted Sarah. She said the same thing. No ferries. We'll get there eventually. (laughs) Update. The package eventually arrived at Sarah. She tweeted that she received it. All is well. Okay then, folks, that was Twin Destinies. Next week, we are going to be watching Alliances. If everything goes according to plan, we'll be recording that with Ian. Brad, thank you, as always, for joining us on the podcast. Uh, My pleasure, guys. Been great. You want to give a quick rundown of Transformers Collectors Club of Australia? Head over to www.transformerscca.com where you can uh, see all the things we do there. And if um, you like that, you can jump on the podcast that I do late on a Friday night. Late on a Friday night? Yeah, we normally finish in the morning. Best time for doing a podcast, because you really want to get it done. Yeah, that's all good fun over there. Thank you once again for joining us. Join us next week for Alliances. Until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Brad. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.